Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. All right, we are the Armchair Superheroes. It's Pat Lane, as always, with your boy Taylor Kyles. And today we have a very special guest. It is Ryan Airy from Screen Crush. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to talk WandaVision with you. And, uh, you know, we're just excited to have you on the show, man. Hey, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Uh, You're going to see my cat wander around the background, one or two of them. In fact, it's appropriate. We got a little Captain Marvel thing going on. We got yeah. Goose around in the background. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, now I'm happy to be here. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, hold on one second. No, no worries. Can you, can you give me, uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I got to deal with the party foul over here. Let's do yeah, it. Definitely. Party All foul. Right, sorry about that. Give me no, one no, second. we got it. We got it. All good. All right. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited to have this on, man. It's going to be exciting. We have a heck of a show for you today. Obviously, we're talking about episode seven clearly of WandaVision as we keep plugging along and Disney plus just got my keep... Wanda sleeves on. <laughs> oh, look at you with your Wanda oh, sleeves yeah. on. Well, I'm going to count some spells or something. We need and a that's it, man. That's it. You know? We got the, and this is live. This is, this is live. This is live TV for you. This is what happens. You know what I mean? We can't, we don't have What's the going? Wanda ability of the, of to just edit things out. You know what I mean? This is what happens. Oh, you know you, what I mean? You think Wanda's the one doing the editing? <laughs> Well, so that's I think, so that's a ah. Oh, see, there's uh, another good question for you, for right? Sure. Yeah. Look at that, right? So, so, so this is gonna what be... happened? Sorry, what happened just then? I got two cats, and I heard this. Uh oh, I couldn't tell what it was. I thought it was like the humidifier. I heard a pumping sound, and I looked over, and I was like, "That cat just threw up right at the start of oh. this podcast on the bed." So, like. Just excited. I had to go like, so, get some shower hey, stuff and spray it on. Oh, yeah. No, you can't leave that. It's like, you know, it's on the carpet, maybe. On the bed? No, no, no. Can't leave that. No, well, it's also, it was, I don't want to go into detail, but it was like on a scale of one to 10, it was a two. But <laughs> yeah, you still right. don't want to leave it. You know, right. so it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's taken care of. A little peek behind the curtain. We got it out. He's the, yeah, he's the kind of cat who would pick the exact moment you go live on a podcast. Right. To be like, Meh. <laughs> <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain here. We were talking for about five, five or ten minutes before we hit the live button, and he just waited for the exact moment. It's good. Yeah, timing. he was over here going, "I'm gonna fuck this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hurry. I'm gonna. I hate when he does podcasts. We're gonna take care uh, of this yeah. right now. Hey. Good timing by the, by the cat. That's what the cats yeah. do, man. That's what the cats do. That's what they're there for. So, all right. So we're going to get into a few things. We're going to talk about episode seven, but there's kind of four big picture items that I want to talk about before we get there. And of course, you know, it's going to be interwoven with the, uh, with the content from, from episode seven, but also with the content before. And I think, so number one for me, and this is kind of the big one for me is, is why Westview, right? Like of all the places 
in the entire universe that Wanda could be, she's in Westview, right? And it just so happens that Jimmy Woo has a a, 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 a witness that we haven't heard from yet yep. that lives in Westview. And so how does this witness, you know, factor in? Because interestingly enough, they haven't mentioned him, right? Or her. No, they on, really right? haven't. That's a great point. And so you have to think that they're going to play in somehow because it's there's no way. There's no, this is Marvel that we're talking yeah. about, right? There's yeah. no way that they're going to sit there and say, oh, that was just a, you know, a, a thing to get him in the area. There's no chance. There's no chance that that's mm-hmm. the case, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's another interesting thing you're not factoring in there. So th- you just talked about like what Donald Rumsfeld called the the known unknown. Right. Thing mm-hmm. like we don't know. But there's a thing that we do know that's also important in this little puzzle. And I'm disappointed we only have two more episodes to like guess about this stuff. Um, Hayward, who is from the beginning when you meet him, you think, well, that's a cartoonishly bad guy. And it turns he, there's, he can't possibly be such a – and it turns out he is a bad guy. Right. So they find out that he was big shocker trying to weaponize the vision. So when Wanda mm-hmm. stole his body, she was rescuing him, and she probably then took him to Westview for whatever reason. Right. Right. Um, so the the other question is, why did Hayward send Monica? Right. Mm-hmm. Under the pretenses of the FBI has a witness there. Now that's a great. Point. It seems like a hell. Of, that's that's the connection. That's the really weird thing. Like, did Hay is. Well, okay, but I have a theory on who the witness is. So Ooh. I think I mentioned this in a video. I dropped it. But okay. Yes. I don't know who it is, but I think it's I, I'll tell you what it is, a scroll. Mm. I think it's gonna be a scroll because A, it connects Sword, the space mm-hmm. you know, right. security agency, with the FBI. Because if they had to put scrolls in hiding for whatever reason or relocation, right. well, the FBI's got this sprawling apparatus just for that. Jimmy Wu wouldn't know the person was a scroll. Right. Mm-hmm. So he would just be like, Good oh, point. that's my missing person. So I think that it wouldn't surprise me a bit if at some point in this show, in the climax, one of the characters we've seen the whole time is just transforms. And they were ah, a scroll. You know? Okay. Maybe maybe like the mailman, because he seems to know what's up. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. In fact, that's phew, all the other people seem, we've seen them kind of be mind controlled. Before last episode, I would have said Herb. Right. Hey, yeah. hey. All right. No. You want me to draw this? This kind of goes ahead of what you were going to say, but I'll drop another theory on you. You ready? Do it. Do it. Great. What if Pietro? Mm, yes. Pietro is true. Scroll. Right? Uh, t- that's a dumb theory. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> there are no dumb, dumb theories. You're right. Dumb. No, no, no. Stupid. No, no, no. I hate it. Here's why, here's why it's dumb. If he was a scroll, why not just turn into Pietro? Right. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. I guess that's what I mean. We're talking as a horror. We're talking shapeshifters and everything like that. All right. I did, one we'll, person we'll that is that rumored post. to be in Westview that we haven't seen yet, maybe Hulkling. You're talking about scrolls. Hey, maybe somehow like made that. it to yeah. made his way to Earth. Needs to be protected because obviously he's royalty in the galaxy. But if you know, disguise him as a human. We haven't seen a lot of the kids yet. The rumor that he's going to be there. So, uh huh. I don't know. I should have guessed that, and I'll tell you why. We just put a video out that talked about the Young Avengers and Tommy and Billy and mm-hmm. Hulk Lane and all these other things. And in that video, I said that there was a, a rumor, a casting rumor from the Illuminati that said the Hulk Lane was going to be in WandaVision. And I have some friends who are friends with the guy, who are friends with the guy, and everybody signs an NDA, so I can't go into details, who read for a Marvel part that is was for, quote, a character who's a child of two worlds. Oh, baby. So when you read through, like my friend, my friend of a friend of a friend told me when he looked at this, 
he was like, yeah, this is clearly who this character is and that character. And it was the young Avengers. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I You're hope missing so. Person I need, I need more setup. Well, they're definitely setting up, you know, Billy and Tommy. Well, I think I'm getting yeah. ahead of what you guys, yeah. your, the no, but, I, but I think, I think you're, I think you're on the right track though. And we got a, a whole bunch of things and we want to, we want to talk about, so let's get into the Pietro discussion. Cause that's the second question is who is Pietro, mm-hmm. right? He's obviously being, you know, controlled right by Agnes. We see at the end, he's being controlled by Agnes, but then he shows up at the end of the episode and you're kind of like, you know, who is he, right? Is he, and one other thing, when he shows up, there is the, the perimeter alarm is be, it has been triggered, right? Because they go to, to the sword headquarters and Darcy mm-hmm. is there and the alarm's going off. So it seems like someone has either come in or gone out of the hex right before he shows up. So it's almost like he does come into the hex, but. Oh, uh, what- uh- yeah, I'm sorry. You mean at the end of episode six? Sorry, at the I'm end of episode six. Yeah, yeah, yeah or five, five. Yeah, okay. Five. Right. Yes, the, at the I end. I thought the five. perimeter alarm. You know, I saw a few people tweeted that to me. I thought the perimeter perimeter alarm was just because the hex expanded. I just thought they had like a general emergency. You know, at least that's how I interpreted it. Maybe, know? maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that you know that could work too. That somebody went in or out. If it was somebody who went in, they had to have been somebody powerful because we've seen like how tough right. it was for anybody to slog in or out of it. You know, it's a pretty impregnable barrier. Right. Unless, uh, so the theory then would be, so my, you know, what I'm asking basically, and what I'm thinking is that Agnes or whomever it is that she, Agatha right now that we know who, or whomever mm-hmm. is she's working with could have plucked that Pietro from the X-Men universe, who we know yeah. is not a twin, who we know is, you know, he is Pietro Maximoff, but he's in a different universe, right? Could have mm-hmm. plucked him from that multiverse and brought him to Westview with the intent purpose of throwing Wanda off her game and then controlled him into doing it right now, whether that, you know, that's way out there, of course, but like, but that's, you know, kind of a a thing that I'm looking at. And he also could be like, I've seen theories about like, he is like the bunny can turn into, you know, she turns the bunny into Pietro, like all sorts of, you know what I mean? So I think that's a question that I don't, I don't know the answer to, right. Obviously. And, uh, and I think all the, I'm, I'm open to every theory about, about pretty much all these things. Right. Well, my first thought was what exactly what you said, that he was plucked from the multiverse subconsciously, but by Wanda, because Wanda's got, you know, she's a nexus being, which in the comics means like she's a constant in all realities and she's the same throughout, you know, like, uh, Kang and dark Phoenix are both, or and Phoenix are both like nexus beings like that. So I thought that she subconsciously reached across the multiverse to find a Pietro. And this just happened to you. She happened to find this one who was, who was alive. Um, it could still be that. And it could be that just Agatha was mind controlling him. Right. Um, the question you, I think you have to ask is like, if, if he's just some guy from Westview and Evan Peters just happens to be playing this guy, why cast Evan Peters? Right. Like why right. go through that stunt casting? Uh, that, but, you know, in a show that's very meta in all the good ways you can be meta, it's not just like meta for the sake of meta. I think, you know, it, it could work within that framework. You yeah. Know, it's a show that it's a show about a pocket reality. And that's exactly what TV is. It's a miniature reality placed inside of our homes that tells us lies to make us feel better about ourselves. Um, and then you add that to like this episode where Darcy's going through the names of like looking for Jimmy's Jimmy Wu's name and sees the name of a guy named James Gad who works on the actual show WandaVision. 
who also popped up in the fake credits that Wanda scrolls up in episode five. So it's like, wait a minute. So that means that 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 can just mind fuck you in so many ways. If you go like, <laughs> hey, so this is going to this this is the credits of a show made by these people and these sword agents are there. And so is, you know, am I part of this, too? Is somebody watching me watch the credits of WandaVision? Right. It's like right. that part of Spaceballs where they look back at the TV at the camera, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just infinite Crazy. TV shows. Well, I just love how too, like when uh, Darcy says, you know, Darcy is now in it, but she says to Vision. Like, oh, I've been watching WandaVision for the last week. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it like, wait a second. What do you mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's just. And it's stuck because so, we're learning yeah. every week how the rules of this whole reality work. Like, one kind of thing I'm not so sure with Pietro, obviously, it seems like he's mind controlled. But then at the same time, we saw Wanda and uh, Monica, their eyes turned purple and they were mind controlled. We haven't seen that from Pietro, even though in the Agatha all along, we saw that he was controlling or she was controlling him from the back. So, like we still don't know the visual language really how it works, like how this whole shift in, you know, how the whole universe is going to play out. And mm -hmm. it also would be so weird if for for a show that's so self-aware that they keep mentioning how strange it is that he doesn't look like Pietro or have Pietro's memories. Right. And then they just kind of drop it. You know, it, it, it's just there, there's such a thoughtful brand. It would be weird to have all these tie-ins and then just drop it because I think by now they know how aggressive fans can be with the with misdirects after iron man 3 so it's weird like we don't really know for sure how pulling people from the multiverse works uh spider-man already kind of duped us out with the multiverse so i feel mm -hmm. like every time we go down these i just have more questions when i think about it than i come up with answers which is part of the fun <laughs> right well as for the purple eyes i looked at that and went I, don't, I didn't think monica's eyes at the end of the episode were her being influenced i just thought that was her superpower and oh, I think, that's true. Mm -hmm. I think that we've seen Wanda be manipulated before, but we're always seeing that through the broadcast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, right. I don't. Maybe that would necessarily show up the mind control aspect of it. That's um, true. Now I thought you mm -hmm. said you just touched on something like we're learning how this world works. There was something in episode seven that kind of blew my mind, where Vision is doing his uh, direct address to the camera, and then he gets up, walks away, and takes the mic off. Which is right. by far the funniest part of any of the sitcoms. You know, the sitcoms in the show haven't actually been that funny. I don't think they're supposed to be, because uh, frankly, the Brady Bunch wasn't actually that funny. Um, mm -hmm. But that was really funny. And then it turns out he was just in the car with Darcy the whole time, and his direct address was actually his inner monologue and thought process, which makes you go, "Oh, okay, that's what reality shows kind of filmed those as. They stage those right. as direct as thought processes." Right. But that's also saying that within the context of the show that Wanda is not really talking to a camera crew. Wanda is in fact imagining all this. She's thinking all this because Agatha's mm -hmm. putting it in her head. Right. The same way Agatha put mm -hmm. the sitcom credits in her head. It was Agatha all along, you know? Yeah. So the that way if I were going to draw a diagram, I would say that like Agatha puts the image in Wanda's head. Wanda makes it reality subconsciously. And then it just because of her infinity stone energy, it's put out as TV waves. And that's, you know, because of the Big Bang and CMBR radiation. So wild. I don't know if they'll actually explain it that way, but that sure is a satisfying answer for me. I think so, too. That's I why we brought on the big guns. That's it, right? <laughs> so, um, all right. So the next one for me, and I, I think that this one, I think everyone kind of has the same question, is where are the twins? What the heck happened to the twins? I know that there are theories that's like, you know, in, in some of the comics that they don't really exist. So if Wanda stops thinking about them, they disappear. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty dark. That'd be pretty dark for for uh, for Disney Plus. But there's also, you know, 
there obviously was the rabbit who was already there, but like the rabbit and then the, you know, fly thing, yeah. bug thing, whatever it was, right? Did she turn them into something else or did she, you know, is she holding them somewhere? Like what the heck is going on with the twins? And I think that that's, again, n- another question that I have. Any any theory, I'm like, okay, hey, sure, that could that could be right, you know. Um, I don't think I don't think she turned them into anything. Uh, mm. Just because we've already seen them transform, and it would be like, right. well, why why the hell? Why the fuck is it? Plus, she has the rabbit at the end, and she has the rabbit all the way through the show. That's true. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and rabbits are sometimes witches familiars. It's you t- stereotypically a black cat, but like they also use rabbits. Apparently, I was researching it the other night. Right. Um, I think. Okay, so kids are born. Agatha's there being like, hey, Dottie's the key to this town. And Dottie's like, mm, for the children, the whole time for the children. So it's pretty obvious Agatha was trying to use the town to encourage Wanda to have kids. Right. And then she comes over, there's babies. She sprays the babies with lavender, and all of a sudden they grow, probably a potion. She's there every time when they grow again, kind of yep. encouraging them with the dog. And then she, they almost grow again because of the dog dying, right? Like, mm. Yeah. Then Wanda stops them and Wanda actually approaches everything with emotional maturity. Like, Hey, you have to actually grieve, you know, take your own advice, Wanda. Um, <laughs> so she clearly wants them to age up for whatever reason. You know, maybe when they're fully grown, they're, they're at their full power and she can sacrifice them to open up that book. Um, so I think when we see the twins, it's going to be sad as hell, but I think they're going to be the actual teenagers. I think that's going to be the surprise, which is going to make us wonder mm-hmm. You know, if it's a cliffhanger at the end of episode eight, it's going to make us wonder, wait, is, is that them? Is this a fake? Right. Like, were they, you know, it's going to cast those characters into doubt for us. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely have a feeling that they're going to age up at some point just because the young actors they have are good. Like, I know Billy was one of the kids from uh, Haunting of Hill House, and he was fantastic. So, like, oh. these kids have some – it was bothering me so much. I, I yeah. recognized the face because I had just finished it. So I, I'm like a year or two behind, but I'm like, yeah. this kid looks really familiar. And then I looked it up and it's the same kid. So, you know, they've got their acting chops, but at the same time, we've seen Marvel recast the Young Avengers with Cassie Lang. Obviously mm-hmm. they had um, Emma Furman, I believe her name was, who did a good job in a very small role. But right. then, you know, clearly this is their premier team. So they got someone with a little more star power. So I feel like we are going to get yeah. another version of the twins, whether you know, this show is already pretty dark and like Ma, in the uh, um, Tiana Harris was saying how the ending is really sad. So I really hope we're not going to have to, you know, see some horrible thing happen with the kids and wait a few oh. years for new Avengers for them to come back. Because in the comics, I believe that's what happens. They're sacrificed. She, um, to she bring said back the ending. She said oh, the ending sad. I didn't yeah, know I, that. I, yeah, she was saying like it's, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a Vi- crusher. So Vision doesn't make it out of this. No. Oh, nah, he really what? doesn't. He doesn't. I don't I don't think not that I don't think he should, but I think at least for now, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I and we talked about this last last show, right? The the visual of him, you know, getting sucked back into the hex was just unbelievable, right? And yeah. and the idea is that he is ultimately right, a projection that only exists inside the hex. So if the hex gets destroyed or eliminated or taken down or whatever the case may be, he can't continue to function because he only exists inside the hex and so now maybe there's a possibility he could come back at some point right Mm -hmm. and i think that could that could theoretically kick off right the multiverse of madness where she loses him and says i'm gonna go out and and search the multiverse in search of another mind stone 
knowing mm-hmm. that one's out there. And then Strange is like, wait, 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 wait a second. You can't do that. You know, so that's like that's a possibility, of course. And then she could start as the villain that, you know, the villain in that in that movie. And then, you know, perhaps turn it turn back or whatever the case may be, you know, but but that's. You know who knows what's going to be out there, but I think you're right about that about about Vision not not surviving. But we'll see. It's a shame too, because I mean they can always recast Paul. He's a robot. Yeah, right. it's one of the few parts you can recast. He's a synthesoid. Yeah. Um, but nah, I can't see how. If for no other reason than they announced that uh, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in Doctor Strange too, but Vision doesn't. Right. So like, why mm-hmm. why ain't Vision in your show? Right. <laughs> you know, like, right. or your movie. It'd be so of, sad if Paul Bettany goes, though. He's been killing it. And I, he thought he was getting fired like once or twice already. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because obviously his role just seems so expendable with what they've had to do with Vision. But and especially since they were so excited to have him back and he's been killing it yeah. in WandaVision, man. They obviously have so many yeah. people, but I hope I hope we get more Paul Bettany somehow. Okay. I, I think I don't think he's gone. I don't think he's gone forever, even if he goes, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. So I mean, Jarvis's uh, programming doesn't exist anywhere else. Like they could always, he could right. end up being in uh, Rory Williams's head, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And he does come up again with uh, with uh, what is it, uh, Kang or uh, at some point? Is he's one of the main uh, reasons the New Avengers are formed? I believe. Uh, who is it goes yes. back in time, and it's a program from Vision, kind of explaining how to restart the Avengers. So there is precedent for Vision being around later in the comics. So there is hope. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and if it won't be him, it'll be you know, somebody else who brings them together. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all right. So here's the last one. And then we're going to get really kind of dive into episode seven. But is Agnes the one pulling all the strings? And and to me, this question for me is obviously kind of on the tip of everyone's tongue. I feel like, you know, everyone's looking at it saying, is it Mephisto? Is it someone else? Is, you know, is she the one pulling the strings? And I think, you know, obviously we don't know. I will say what I found interesting, and a lot of people pointed this out, um, you know, during episode six, when we saw her for the very brief scene she was in, she was not wearing her brooch during episode six. She's was back. That when she, sorry. That was, when, was that? that was when she was, you know, at the edge of town, like undermined. Oh, you know, yeah. And he takes her under control. It might have been under a costume. There's it's, like. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought, just, I just thought it was strange that we all like, they make it a point of showing it to you every single yeah. time. And then for it not to be on there that one time I thought mm-hmm. was interesting, you know, and then it's in her witch's her costume, right? In her witch's costume. Right? And I think she had it on when she had the exercise outfit on. And, mm-hmm. um, in this last yeah. episode, it wasn't as visible. I think it was like underneath her sweater or something. Yeah. It was like at her yeah, collar, right. like, right. You know, right. Yeah. Right. Whatever, right. Right. Know? So, um, I, I, they've already, you know, they, they tried to set Wanda, they tried to make us think Wanda was the villain and I'm right. sure it pulled some people. It never fooled me just cause I, I was like, look, you're not going to reveal your villain in episode four. Right. Your, your twist isn't just going to be there. You know, it's going to be later on. Um, I don't think they'll go in for another twist. I will. I do think though that Agatha is behind it. The question is why? Because in the comics, mm-hmm. Agatha is she's not really evil she's not bad she's more of a gray character like when stanley and jack kirby had her in fantastic four it was like she was always kind of mysterious you know you didn't know why she was wanting to babysit franklin richards you know he she was always kind of like oh you didn't really trust her because she was a witch right Mm -hmm. um you always thought she was up to something nefarious but she's always been an ally of wanda's 
And I was on a podcast a couple of days ago and this woman, uh, Barbara, made a great point that Wanda has always been manipulated by men in the comics. Mm -hmm. Immortus, uh, her numerous fathers she's had, like the list goes on and on. Even Pietro at certain points, Magneto have all manipulated her. And Agatha's always been the one. Yeah, try to kill her, use her. And Agatha, wipe her mind, destroy her life, kill her husband, all just to use her power. And Agatha's always been the person who empowered her, who taught her magic and you know, now in the comics, last one I series I read, she was a ghost walking around with Wanda to support her. I would hate to see that not happen. Right. The that would just be like, oh, here's evil Wanda, the same way we have like evil Iron Man and the evil Thor and stuff. So I'm hoping that the reason Agatha is doing this is to like keep a demon at bay, whether it's Mephisto or Cthulhu or whatever other villain they want it to be. That mm-hmm. like there is a, a reason for doing this. Now, I don't think that she like values the lives of the people in Westview. I don't, I don't think she cares. I think she probably just looks at humans like, hey, you burned my people at the stake right. years ago. You know, I was there. I think next episode is probably going to open with like the Agnes origin story, Agatha origin story. Um, so I would, I, I hope there's a better reason for that. You know, you guys want to yeah. see my dog? Yeah. yeah oh, Here he is. Oh, he's, being, he's being bad oh. in the other room. So I'm going to try to keep him <laughs> occupied in here with an antler. There we go. He's cute here. He's good. Right? Yeah. I hope he stays. He's a good boy. I don't know if you can hear him barking or not. So, anyways, I hope that she's not a villain villain. Right. But I definitely think she was, you know, I don't think they're going to go back and like with another twist and say, oh, it wasn't her all along, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. She killed Sparky. That seemed like pretty, like that was just so aggressive. I was like, that's pretty definitively bad to just be like, and I killed Sparky too. And then laugh. I was like, oh. Because I love Catherine Hahn, and selfishly, I kind of want her to stay bad. Just because, like, her character in Parks and Rec I brought up on the podcast a couple times Ah, is so good. Like, she's so funny just being mean and kind of cool and uncaring just because she's so witty and fast. But at the same time, I think Marvel understands the kind of, like, social, uh, I guess, sway they have now. And having one character with mental illness, I feel like, especially in today's climate, kind of being manipulated by another woman, I feel like that just does not sit well, you know, mm. especially with all the ties to Nightmare and Mephisto and these characters who are known to manipulate people by taking advantage mm-hmm. of their fear and how they are at low points. And like you said, with Agatha never having been, I guess, such a, a manipulative character, being more of a supporting person. It's one of it can go both like one of both ways because everything we've seen from her up to this point leads you to believe that yeah she does have some really bad intentions but it seems like such a weird one eighty unless they make her an amalgamation of a bunch of different people because Catherine Hahn is so too. good yeah. that's very powerful as well that could be true too that's one thing I try not to get too hung up on like what I love in the comics and demand that on screen because I already have mm-hmm. the comics you know like I don't need right. to see the exact same thing it's just that I know the merits of that character and the strengths of that character and I'd really hate to see them you know, cast away. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's part of it, right. Is you don't want to see uh, uh, the character completely changed. Right. And I think that that's, that's the issue. That's one of those, like, um, I mean, it's a complete, it's a complete, you know, totally different, but like, Oh, she's not happy. It's, uh, it's, it's a, he, it's okay. Oh, Sorry he. about that. Right. I can, he's, it's not, right. it's he doesn't bring up Agnes. He's, he's gender fluid. It doesn't matter. There you go. I might, I might <laughs> mute him when I'm not, I'm, I'm going to mute when I'm not talking. Sorry. Okay. No, no worries. Don't worry about it. Um, it, it's, you know, similar situation in a movie. It's it completely unrelated to MCU, but gone baby gone is a movie that, uh, Ben Affleck did. And, and the woman 
the woman detective in Gone Baby Gone in the book written by Dennis Lane, she's the badass. She's the one that does mm-hmm. everything. She's like the she's like the ultimate badass. And then in the end, you know, the 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 twist at the end crushes her. And like that is that makes it so powerful because she's been such a badass the whole book that the twist at the end crushes her. And then it's like the movie they make her like the weak character and she's meek and she's not. And so like her being crushed at the end is like, well, that's just who she is. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, it just doesn't hit the same, you know what I mean? And so completely different, obviously, but like same type of deal where it's like, yeah, change the story a little bit, but like those characters, the, the main, you know, point of those characters, like let's keep it at least close to the same, you know? And then when you bring up, like we talked about the Salem witch trials happened in New Jersey. I think that's part of the reason it's in Westview. I feel like we're going to end up finding out that and those roots that were underneath her house, like those were clearly ancient. So that made me think that maybe this has kind of been her spot for a while now. And then when you think about witches during the trials, we know now that they were just people who suffered from mental illness, you know, people who were going through things and who were just cast aside by members of their community for whatever reason. And I feel like when you're dealing with mental illness and then you've got something like the Salem witch trials, which if you want to go back, you know, and look at it in a fantasy realm then like, yeah, it was, which is whatever, but realistically it was really horrible thing that happened. And I believe there were set photos like way early back, maybe even a year of Catherine Hahn kind of wearing the robe and it looks like a more ancient kind of setting. So I feel like the Salem witch trials being in New Jersey, I think that's going to be a big part of her backstory and maybe tie into her motivation for why she's doing this. So let's walk that through logically. I, I really like that. Okay. So let's look at the pieces of the puzzle. Ancient house in Westview, right? A witch, literally a witch house. It was the house from Bewitched, which I right. didn't, which is oh, awesome. I did not know yeah. that, right? That was so, so cool. You have, yeah. you have this witch house, right? Built on top of an old temple that's clearly been there a long time. That's some sort of, it looks like it's he, uh, hexagonal shaped, hexagons, 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 right? Right. So that temple there, whatever, is the whole reason Agnes is there. Okay, hell of a coincidence that Jimmy Wu that Wanda takes Vision's body there. That makes me think that Catherine Hahn wanted to use Wanda, right? right? That that she wanted to use Wanda, and knew Vision was the way to do that. Somehow found out Sword had Vision's body and said, "Go get Vision's body, bring him here," you know, right? And we'll take care of him. I'll help you bring him back. Um, but that seems very direct. And then you add in this FBI witness, who is also in Westview. So would it have been in Agatha's best interest to have sword outside an encampment, you know, maybe to make Wanda feel more threatened, right? you know, to drive her to expand the hex that could have been part of her plan too. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and it, it seems, seems... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm going to mute. Go ahead. I was going to say, it seems, it seems likely just in the fact that, you know, at the end of episode six, or I guess the beginning of it, the middle of episode six, she is at the edge of Westview, almost waiting for Vision to show up to push him outside the hex, which then forces Wanda to expand the hex, right? So she is, and then of course we get the visual of her in the car playing along like she's actually like doesn't know what's going on. So she was clearly there intentionally to put to try to push him outside of the hex to then get Wanda to expand the hex and use her powers. Or just because without Vision around, Wanda's easier to control because Vision is is the person who's suspicious and has the power to like free people. No, good point. Somebody emailed me today. um, I can't remember if it was an email. I get a lot of emails about this stuff with the theory that it was a little too 
on the nose, like that Hayward was Agatha's son, he's Nicholas Scratch and all that stuff. Or you you can just say that they're in league together. Vision wants, Hayward wants Vision and Agatha wants Vision out. Right. You know, so it could have just been that simple of a partnership. But then it backfired when Wanda created this hex. But Hayward genuinely seems to not know what the hell is going on. I I don't think that she's working with Sword in any way. Yeah, I kind of felt like they were just two opposing, like two different forces that were against our heroes. It kind of just happened to clash because my my impression was that Vision was brought in to kind of placate Wanda because I don't think really Agatha would have predicted that Vision would go off script and decide to kind of blow up the whole reality because obviously once he really does find out, that's when we see that she sends Pietro. So I think that Vision really was someone who was there to help kind of ease her in and make her feel comfortable and then once that distraction was kind of out the door and visions, I guess the mind zone helped him to kind of realize that something really is wrong here. Then you bring in Pietro, you get vision away from Westview so that you can try to get in her head. And even Pietro was asking a lot of questions. It's, it's so weird now because we know that Agatha was behind it. So we don't know why he was necessarily so curious about how she was doing it. Unless maybe there's something about Wanda's powers that Agatha doesn't know. But I definitely think that Sword and um agatha are just are competing for different things like they ha- like wanda right. happened to step on sword's toes by stealing vision and then they were like all right we got to go figure this out but agatha was like we got magic we're chilling like, we're not worried about sword <laughs> well and i think agatha initially won vision just for for breeding purposes mm-hmm. right you know because oh, she's true. like first episode she's like seduction techniques oh it's your anniversary trying right. to you know get them That's to be romantic point. together right yeah. um it's almost weirder that in the comics. Oh, yeah. And so I can hear you. The comics the thing, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah, no problem. So, and the other thing too, and you had mentioned about, uh, I think Taylor, you had mentioned about Wanda or Vision being there to kind of placate her, and then mm-hmm. once he went off book, kind of getting her out, right? And if that's the case, she's occupied by Pietro when he leaves the hex. She doesn't even mm-hmm. know that he's gone, right? Right. If not Billy for her does. son, right? If not mm-hmm. for Billy. She never finds out, and maybe he's gone before she ever realizes that that that, that even happened, right? And then that then crushes her or whatever, and now she's easy, easier to control than she even was. And so, you know, if Agatha doesn't know that she ha- that he has those powers, which why would she? He didn't show any of those powers until that moment, right? Really, mm-hmm. and so if if she doesn't know that they have powers. She wouldn't real. She wouldn't know that. Oh yeah, they have they have the same powers that you know that their mother and uncle had, right? And so, mm-hmm. and so she doesn't plan on that. Wanda is preoccupied, doesn't know the visions left the hex. But meanwhile, her son is like, wait a second, like something's going on with that. Mm-hmm. And then she focuses, shoots him away, right? Focuses and is like, oh my god, I have to go save him, right? So it could be a situation where, like you said, I think Ryan, maybe it was you that said it, where like she wants him out. And so, you know, distract him with P- distract him with Pietro, but it backfires because because the son f- figures out that he's outside the hex. You know, I think you're 100 percent right. My initial thought when I saw the episode was, oh, Agnes wanted him to wanted wanted to expand the hex. Excuse me, but I don't think that's it at all. In fact, I think that backfires in a worse way because Wanda's losing control of the reality, maybe because it's too big. Right. You know, we saw in episode um, Halloween episode episode five where. That was five, right? No, it was six. Six. We yeah. saw in episode six where the further from Wanda, the less right. the control, you know? But interestingly, it didn't seem that way 
after the hex expanded because right. the circus people are still being circus people. True. I don't know if that's just because they wanted to do the gag of circus people. Yeah. <laughs> um, could have been yeah. probably that, but it could just be that like, she's more spread thin, you know, maybe having all those kids in Westview that like surplus of population made it harder for Agatha to, Oh, no, that's the thing. Juan is not controlling the magazine. <laughs> I got to rethink right. that. Yeah. Right, good so point. Same principle, though, that where she's localizing the control around Wanda. Mm-hmm. So there's a limitation to Agatha's power. But maybe right, when exactly. the hex expanded, it increased her power. And that's tied to the book that she keeps in the basement that's glowing with Wanda's red energy. You know, she needs Wanda's energy to power that book. The book gets more powerful. She gets more powerful. Is that book, do you guys think that that book is the missing book from? Doctor yes. Strange. I love yes. that. I thought that yeah. was how did 100%. you even how did you even find that? That is such a deep ago. cut. I no, I've known about that book. I can't claim that uh because I've known about that missing book since the Dark Hole was an Agents of Shield. Because oh, a fan true. theory popped up somewhere and I I don't right. remember if like Screen Crush or Screen Rant or Den of Geek, whatever wonderful website reported that fan theory. Right. I just happen to remember it. You know? mean, and the book isn't the Dark Hole from Agents of Shield. It looks different, but Mm-hmm. You know, but, but it feels yeah. like it could be, especially because we know they're trying to get all the supernatural guys involved, like uh, Werewolf by Night. You got Blade. Blade Night. You got Blade. Everybody coming yep. in. There's no reason for it not to be the Darkhold. It'd be a very easy way, and it would make sense to have, you yeah. know, a magical mystical character bring back some type of either Nightmare Mephisto or somebody, whoever she's trying to summon. I feel like it would make mm-hmm. a lot of sense and just kind of give them a little something so people have years to understand what the dark hole does, how important it is, and then mm-hmm. have it come back up again in a couple of years once they start, you know, opening up that can of worms. And that goes back to what you said earlier, you know, Pat, when you were talking about who's the big bad, is there someone like in a vision in a vision and Scarlet Witch story, when you introduce an evil book, it's going to have a bad guy inside of it. Who's trying to get out. They did that at least twice. I haven't read all the new Scarlet Witch series. That happened at least twice in the comics. There was this guy who was the spirit of Halloween, and there was Cthulhu. And his origin is even weirder because it's tied into Wondagore Mountain and half people, half animals who were imbued with the spirits of Camelot. Like, the, those comics are so freaking weird <laughs> yeah. that it blows my mind we're even getting a portion of them on screen. So, yeah, I think there's going to be – she's trying to free something from the book or keep something inside of it. Yeah. Well, and that's, and it's interesting to, to think about, right? Is she, how much of Wanda's energy is she using? And then is it tied to like the amount of detail that goes into the show, even like the opening credits, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, so many people, and I think you pointed it out too, and so many people have done it where it's like, you know, she was so peppy in those first episodes. And then mm-hmm. now she's like previously in WandaVision. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it just, the, all those little tiny details that if you're not paying attention to, you're going to miss, but they do it because they're really like, that attention to detail to me, that's what makes the MCU the MCU because they they yeah. put that work into it. And again, that book, I mean, that Doctor Strange came out what 2016? Like that's mm-hmm. that's five years ago at this point, you know. So and and it was it was, you know, a, a throwaway line where what's the you know, where's the missing book or whatever? Oh, don't worry about you know, like it's just like that's that's what they do, and they just they just find a way to connect all these things together, and it's just it's unbelievable, you know. It would surprise me if it wasn't a plan, but they do that kind of thing intentionally. You know, it's right. sort of like uh, how when they worked on Star Wars 77, George Lucas said, no, it's too clean. Make it dirtier. You know, we yeah. want it to look lived in. So you can go back like Iron Man 2, the map of Wakanda, you know, mm-hmm. being on behind Nick Fury. That's great. 
but that didn't necessarily mean that Kevin Feige had his little pie chart out and he was like, right. that one, 2018, we'll really, you know, like his things yeah, changed, yeah. movies changed, but right. they went, there's also one in the Atlantic and there's one near, you know, for Namer. So, or maybe it was in, or Antarctica, it was anyways, it, it indicated Namer. So they're always going to be doing that kind of thing, like leaving little things. That, and you know what? If, if no evil book would have ever popped up, we wouldn't have been like, where's that evil book? Right. That's going to pop right. up again, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, someone checked that book out of the library. The ancient one was reading it right then. You know, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's a good point. So it's, uh, I mean, like I said, the attention to detail is great. I will say we're still waiting the aerospace engineer, but Taylor pointed this out, man. And I just think it's, I just think it's the funniest thing ever, dude. For those of you that haven't watched the screen crush videos, <laughs> Ryan does a thing every week where he just where he throws out a your mom and you got me so good this week because we all obviously were waiting for the engineer and you were like, oh, but, you know, Captain or whatever her name is. She's like, she's even better because she's your mom. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like waiting for the reveal. And I was like, oh, nailed me. Like, I just so what is the origin of that? Where did that come from? That was uh, the very first Mandalorian video. And um, uh, I was pumped, like, you know, long story short, I, I the company that owns Screen Crush, Town Square Media, owns a lot of different stuff, and I've had a lot of different roles in the company. And they've been great to work for, and I've loved everything I've ever done. Uh, but they they moved me to full-time Screen Crush, and I had a couple months where, like, not much was happening. And then The Mandalorian came out, and I was really excited. You know, I was, yeah. like, really happy to finally have something to make a video about. And I, I also think, that, like, what I do is kind of silly for a living. That like I'm actually like getting to watch a Star Wars show and like cool. look up every single species, like typing in Star Wars species with horns. Is that a Deveronia? <laughs> I'm not sure. And like looking that up. And I was like, I, I thought I should just like, yeah, I actually went through a couple of drafts. Is it your dad? Is it your boyfriend or girlfriend? I'm like, nah, stick with your mom, <laughs> you know? So I actually, and then I just, it, I kept doing it because people kept like, they liked it. And people, if I didn't do it, I would get asked like, where's my mom at? Right, and some people hate it. Some people say I don't get the jokes. I don't think they're funny. They'd be better off without them. I'm like, well, you're not in my club. <laughs> We're doing it, you know, you're lame. Shut up, new kid. That's right. um, the real. <laughs> so right. I, uh, I did that. Um, I, I started. I, I can feel that I was like anticipating them too much, and they were too easy to call. So I actually went back to my roots. I rewatched the first couple of videos I put it in. So like, no, it's got to be fast. And I was right. like actually looking at what I did so before. Good. Yeah, Study like when Rocky gets so like when Rocky gets beaten by Mr. T, and he has to go back to his roots. <laughs> That's it. See, Bill Belichick will be proud. He's self scouting over there. <laughs> right exactly. So, I mean, you know, listen, we're on the past public page. We got to mention Bill Belichick at some point, right? That's the way it is, you know. So um, there's so many, but there's so many great. Oh, so about the aerospace engineer. Yeah. Who do you think it is? What do you think? Do you have any theories? I mean, I'm sure you do, but like, I mean, know. the main, I mean, no, I don't. Some people have mm -hmm. thrown out uh, Blue, Blue Marvel, Adam. I don't know how to pronounce his last name from the comics. I'd be really disappointed if it was him because the thing that yeah. makes that character cool is that he was a uh, black Superman in the early 60s and the government shut him down. Mm -hmm. And I read that comic recently and I was actually disappointed that they glossed over that because <laughs> I was like, this is a pretty amazing story. That's the kind of story that like DC or Vertigo would give us 60 issues of, you know, but right. Marvel mm -hmm. lost over in four issues. So he could like fight in present day with the Avengers. Um, so I, if we're going to do blue Marvel, do blue Marvel, like do him yeah. for real and mm -hmm. do him better than he was in the book. And then um, Reed Richards is the one people keep throwing out, but like they're just now meeting with writers for the fantastic four. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, I don't 
John Watts wouldn't have had time to cast anyone. I mean, they do cast people without the directors approving them. Like Chadwick Boseman was cast. Ryan Coogler had no say in it. I don't think he was hired when they cast yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So that does happen. But like, I don't know, this is pretty early to be throwing Reed Richards into it. And it's a big, uh, I mean, you can't miss. You can't, at this point, you can't miss on the Fantastic Four. I mean, there's no, been, no. you know. Well, he's not gonna. He's he's no. dead set on doing them right. I agree. I agree. And, and that's, that's why it's like you can't The Marvel movie that. I'm most excited for and have yeah. been. When Disney 100%. bought Fox, I was like, okay, X-Men, great. Not that I don't love the X-Men. They're fantastic. But, like, I've seen it. I, they've already, mm. like, adapted most of this, the right. the uh, the flagship kind of storylines you always think of with X-Men. Um, actually, X-Men is a franchise that would work really well interwoven tightly with the Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. Now that Definitely. I think about it. Yeah, that would that should be an avenue for them. So could it be um, Beast? It could be Beast. Now you could yeah. do a Hank McCoy. Right. You know, one one theory that I've had. Yeah, he could be in Sword. Um, one theory I've had for a while is that Thanos' snap would activate the mutant gene. You know, mm-hmm. like something about that and humanity would like trigger that. And there have been mutants around before, just not very many. And then that would like propel it forward. Um, so you could be meeting somebody who hasn't who is a mutant but isn't a mutant yet right. you know who like that hasn't been activated but i don't know i kind of prefer if it's the same like they hit puberty and they change and, and yeah. that's one of the things that makes the x-men the x-men that it's a metaphor for gay rights and civil rights right mm-hmm. no that's yeah. a good point yeah um, i wish i had better theories on this guys i really you know i want to hear what you have to say about who this person is i mean honestly i feel like this may be one where they did set it up in a way, like, I feel like they kind of did put a little too much weight behind it to think that it's, you know, fans completely over-speculating. But mm-hmm. the more I think about it, I feel like, obviously, we all wanted to see Reed Richards. Everyone was praying to see John Krasinski. Um, but yeah. I think that's more just, you know, fans always wanting something because there's always something to look into the comic books and say, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But like yeah. you said, I they wouldn't want to rush that process, most likely. I think there's, like, Jennifer Lawrence is just now getting tied to uh, Sue Storm. And that was, yeah. I think, like a couple of days ago. So obviously that would have had to be months ago that they cast Reed. And Blue Marvel especially, I think they, especially with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, seeming like they're going to uh, t- uh, kind of dive into the Super Soldier program when they were experimenting on Black people. And right. I, I think they understand the weight that that has enough that they wouldn't just shoehorn Blue Marvel in, especially when people don't know him that well. I think right. comic book fans know him, but if you're just watching MCU and Blue Marvel pops up, you're just going to, you know, it's going to yeah. go right over your head. So. Right. And that's only I, because I kinda... Monica is in the show. And I, again, mm-hmm. I just don't think you rush that relationship. And um, I don't know. That's the thing about Marvel, too. There's just so many damn characters. Right. You know, <laughs> like it, it's unlimited. It's Marvel yeah. unlimited. Um, you, could, you could say any profession and then there's like 10 people you could potentially right. have, you know, get right. superpowers and that's them. <laughs> and most of the, the, the main, line, you know, the big signature scientists we've already seen. Um, some of them just don't fit the profile of somebody who'd be working for S.W.O.R.D. Banner wouldn't be doing that plus he's right. not really a an aerospace engineer you know right, right. um i, I keep know. going back Bettany and even said, blue marvel oh sorry go ahead. no no go ahead, no, go he's, ahead. A, he's a yeah he's a physicist he's not a, an aerospace right. engineer right. that yeah. was what kind of threw me off when i saw those theories i was like reed is the only like specifically an aerospace <laughs> engineer that really came to mind so i thought it'd be weird if yeah. it was anybody else i mean it no nah, it wouldn't be victor i mean it would have to be Reed's the only one who could conceivably be. I mean, it would be a great setup. Don't get me wrong. Like the idea mm-hmm. that Reed, Reed we, I put a video out where I said, wouldn't it be great if 
Reed worked on the Tesseract project, figured out that Sue was, you know, was there and told him that all its weapons and he took his ship away. It was powered by the Tesseract and they've been in the negative zone for 10 years or 15, whatever, you know, whatever. I like right. that one. And I think that tying him to S.W.O.R.D. totally makes sense. And if S.W.O.R.D. is corrupt, he would steal his ship and we would actually get the Fantastic Four's origin on screen for the first time. Yeah. Like the actual origin, you know. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just so excited for them. I'm so excited for them, especially with Marvel um, like totally embracing yeah. this weird like yeah. let's get out there, let's get sci science fictiony. It's like Fantastic Four is just a product that I feel like back in the day, the way people, especially executives, would view superhero movies, you just couldn't really get the okay to do something as weird as the Fantastic Four was invented yeah. to do, and like what their entire job is to find new you know universes and stuff. So I'm just I'm so anxious to see them, but at the same time, we're getting plenty of new you know Earth twist a reality twisting things in this show so i'll be patient <laughs> as, a, as a non as a non comic book reader you know i i look at the fantastic four and i'm like they've just they've done so much crap you know like mm -hmm. the movie the original movies weren't great you know the chris evans jessica alba michael chiklis movies were not very good you know the first one was fine the second one was i thought they were great when i was terrible. five well, right, you know, but you know, <laughs> I grew but, up and, and then, I was like, oh, I get it, I get yeah, it. yeah. And then the next one, you know, you got phenomenal actors, but then it was just an absolute dumpster fire. And it's just like, you know, and so it makes you cautious about doing something because it's like you have this great product in the MCU, and then to to bring these characters back in who you've who you've tried to put on screen multiple times, multiple iterations, and they've all not been successful. Right. And so it's like, you know, now to put it on screen again and it's like, okay, like, let's just, let's make sure we get it right. And I do think they will get it right. I, I just have all the faith in the world in Marvel. Like, I mean, look, I didn't know who the hell the guardians of the galaxy were. Like I had never heard I of them. I barely knew. I had you know? never and seen so, the guardians comic. And, yeah. and, and they're unbelievable, right? They're arguably yeah. the most popular ones. Right. So it's just, so it, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you got to trust where they're going. But I will say, I, I keep getting hung up on Paul Bettany said that he worked with an actor during this show that he's always wanted to work with that he's always. And the name that kept coming to my head was Ian McKellen. And you know, the, oh, okay. because, because of the Magneto reference where uh -huh. technically they are Magneto's kids. Right. And so mm -hmm. does Magneto show up at some point now, clearly he's not an aerospace engineer, but like, does he show up at some point? where it's like, hey, you know, this maybe he's connected to that aerospace engineer in some way or whatever the case may be. So uh, I don't know if that Yo, if, if that'll be right or not, but but it'd be a hell of a reveal to get Ian McKellen. If you're going to cast Mephisto in the MCU and you don't cast Ian McKellen, you're doing something wrong. Oh, <laughs> you Imagine mean. that, you know. That'd be, that'd be something Evil else. Gandalf, that'd be pretty sick. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. evil Gandalf, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> Right. So it's just, you know, and there, there are some scenes that I do We're we're running a little bit long, but there are some scenes I do want to talk about. I love, yeah. I love the scene of Monica turning into spectrum. I just thought that was so yeah, well was done. Um, yeah. You know, and, and of course this show is interesting because I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't typically watch with the closed captioning on, but like the third time through I'll throw on the closed captioning because you catch so much of that dialogue that you missed. Yeah, I've learned um, to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's really, it's really interesting. And so, of course, you know, there's all that dialogue from Captain Marvel, um, and then also from the show as well, talking about her mom's dad and everything like that. So, I just thought that was so well done, you know. And and then, of course, she turns into Spectrum, and you're like, oh my god, 
God, like let's that go. Was, and it was such a well done origin. Like it had this nice mix of like the Matrix, like Neo seeing right. the Matrix mm-hmm. the first time and the different phases of time and a lot of 2001 a Space Odyssey, like the way that he, the the astronaut evolved into the space baby at the end of the movie. Right. It had a lot of like cinematic callbacks like that, but it also I thought was very true to her and the history that they've kind of put in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they, and we got a superhero landing. We did get a superhero landing. You know, I traced those back once when I was doing a, a video on Blade a few years ago, and I was like, Blade started that. Really? Because, yeah, it was in the Matrix, the superhero landing, and it was in uh, an NSYNC video. Timberlake did it. But Blade was <laughs> before it exactly came out before those. About. Yeah, he does. He's at the end. But, yeah, uh, yeah there's a great supercut online of uh, three-point landings, and it's really wow. well edited. It's got a few million views. So I, I steal from that when I show three okay, sometimes, you know. with that. But, um yeah that's i blade did that that was him that's cool that's a very fun fact (laughs) yeah and one one other thing that i noticed with the closed captioning on well i just watched it like this afternoon with the closed captioning on in the agnes or in the agatha song one of the lyrics is it's too late to fix anything now that everything has gone wrong and Mm -hmm. i was like that's a really Mm -hmm. interesting lyric because i was like it's too so in other words you're saying it's we're, we're past the point of fixing things because yeah, and that's of course what they're implying. Now, whether that's true or not, who knows? But like, have we gotten past the point where we can fix whatever is going on or whatever is wrong in the town? Or are they saying you can't fix what Wanda is right now? Like, I don't know, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, you know, that that mm-hmm. lyric itself, I thought was really just caught my eye when I was reading it. Like, wait a second, what do you mean we can't fix anything? You know, it was just it was fascinating. So that's really interesting. And yeah. Ryan, you hey. even brought up the uh the, the whole nexus point. Like, I feel like that's a pretty big one that we got to talk yeah. about too. Ryan, you yeah. mentioned it in the video and on the pod, right? Obviously the fact that uh, for anybody who doesn't know a nexus being is someone who is the same version of themselves in every reality, you know, like they're kind of the focal point where everything spins around. So especially when we're talking about Agatha's origin and kind of what she's up to, we got literally a, a whole commercial for uh, this title. That's very important in terms of the multiverse and everything. So I, I just re- realized we didn't really kind of dive into that, but Ryan, if you got anything else, on the whole uh, kind of nexus string. Yeah, I mean, you guys already mentioned Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man through all these multiverse, you know, uh, theories or, you know, possible multiverse things. And the nexus of all realities is part of Marvel Comics with Man-Thing and a swamp, totally unrelated to Swamp Thing. No similarities there at all. (laughs) So if you're going to be going into the multiverse um, and exploring these different things, which they're also already doing with the What If show, it makes sense Mm -hmm. that, like, maybe... Maybe Westview, New Jersey is the nexus. Maybe mm. Agatha's little chamber is the nexus point, And that's why it's a hexagon, because I did a whole video about the hexagons where I talked about how if if the infinite there's six infinity stones, six sides to a hexagon, hexagons are a really strong shape for building like a nature beeves build hexagon hives because right. there's no wasted space and they're very you know, mm. they support well. So maybe that's the structure of the universe. And that's why the wormhole travels are right. also yeah. in hexagons. So if that's the case, then the multiverse itself could also be composed of like spheres of hexagons, you know, that all kind of bundle up together the same way the Cree map out planets as spheres. So right. um, I'm also a little cynical about the idea of a multiverse because it is also different film studios consolidating their IP, you know, mm-hmm. saying we can make whatever Spider-Man movie, movie we want or right. whatever DC movie we want. I I'm, choose to believe Marvel's not doing that that there's some other reason for it i don't think they're going to bring the x-men in from the multiverse yeah um, i think they want right. to build their own thing up 
um yeah hmm. i'm excited for i'm really excited for that for the next i think we've already seen the nexus i think it's that chamber under the house mm-hmm. right no yeah. i mean that's a great theory i do like that a lot about the nexus being actually there in westview and again that answers the question as to why the original question that we asked which is why westview which is like well that's kind of where it has to be right because that's mm-hmm. where yeah. the, that's where the center of everything so Salem um, which trials again yeah you know right. how close it was Yep. But then I keep going back to who's the missing witness. Right. You know, I just, Jimmy says it's a boy, a guy, uh, doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it is, you know, right. but they put Agnes's face up on that board without an ID. I don't think he'd be throwing his witness's face up on the board. No, so I don't think it's yeah. Agnes. You know? Does Dottie, does Dottie not have a, uh, a thing on the board? I don't know if she, I she's seen... the other person who doesn't have an ID. I'm pretty she, sure she's yeah. even on the board. She's the other person who does, who's not on the board, but I wouldn't read too much into it because right. I think that the whole point of Dottie was she's the key to everything in this town. And now right. I, I think it's pretty apparent that Agatha was placing importance on her. Mm-hmm. So uh, so Wanda would want to copy her and would have kids right. at Dottie's yeah. urging. So it's a way for Agatha to sense. do that by proxy. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what I think. I think that like they did a good, they did a really good job of making us think it was her, I think. Cause there was a lot mm-hmm. of speculation like yes. Dottie, Dorothy, Wizard of Oz. Like we, you know, we kind of dove down that hole. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. that's why like, and listen, people are, it's 2021, right? So people want to binge things immediately, right? People just want, give me everything and then I'll watch it all. Right. And I've talked to so many people that are like, oh, well, once I get to episode nine, yeah, then I'll watch it all. And I'm like, no, that's not like. And I'm sure for you, right, who's putting out videos about 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 it, it's it's great that it's week to week. But yeah. I love it's the Christmas fact every week, week. right? I mean, it's like and then <laughs> it's you get amazing, to talk about it. yeah, content Christmas. That's it, <laughs> yeah. you know. And and for me too, like I feel like that's so much fun. And that was one of the and Game of Thrones. And I think what happened is that Game of Thrones ended so poorly that people were scarred from that. But like that. Every week going into that, like what's going to happen next and who's going to do and what's going here and all these theories about what's going on. And I love that we're back into that. And it's just so cool that they're doing this week to week because you do get to sit there and say like, okay, like what's going to happen now and and who, you know, what's happening next and who's doing this and who's doing that. And like, you know, a million different theories. And, and I was, I've said before on the show a million times, Taylor, like we've thrown out hundreds of theories and like already like hundreds of them have been wrong, right? So it's like you know that that's the best part is throwing out all the different theories, you know. Hey man, hall, a Hall of Fame baseball player misses seven out of ten times, right? You know, that's like right. you, you miss all the shots you don't take. Exactly. I'm I'm so happy with it. Like this is, I mean, I grew up in the '80s. This is TV. This is like right. what just mm-hmm. TV is. I don't. Yeah. This idea of like watch sitting down and watch. Have you noticed how how your viewing quality decreases on like episode three of a show? how when it becomes mm-hmm. like something you have to get through or even reading a book, like when I get to the end of a book and I read through the last chapters too fast, you miss too much, you know, and this is not, yeah. this is not a microwave thing. This is a steak. This yeah. is mm-hmm. like the Mandalorian. Like we wouldn't have been talking about Timothy Oliphant's character in the Mandalorian if they dropped all of eight episodes at once. Right. So this mm-hmm. is the way I, I can't believe Netflix still does it like this. You saw Amazon transition away from it with the boys. Yeah, where they dropped the first three episodes, but then they did them week by week. Thank God. Yeah, like it's just a. That's how it should be done. It's serial serialized. You know, it's right. that kind of storytelling. And I that hate. Even, I absolutely hate the the dump and pump model. Like, right, especially for my job. Yeah, and I was even talking to a friend just in terms of the way that you retain it. Like Daredevil, fantastic show. Like one of the best I've ever seen. But the way that you have to watch it, like it's so dense that you kind of have to go back to back to back. 
or you'll forget things. But then when I kind of think back, other than like the one shots, like the crazy fight scenes, it's hard to really remember a lot of plot points from Daredevil, even though it was a fantastic show, because you have to just get through like, what is it, eight or nine hours kind of within a short time frame. And I think just the way that you structure the episodes, 13 13 episodes, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my exact point. Um, But I feel like with this, you really not only get the chance to watch it a few times with the way the episodes are set up. I think you just kind of have more room to breathe and really appreciate what's in front of you instead of constantly just kind of inhaling it. Like you said, Ryan, where if it's like a book, you just get through it so fast that you don't really your brain, I feel like just kind of zones out at some point when you watch more than like a few hours of the same thing. So I love this. I mean, as much as it frustrates me as a kid who came up in the era of Netflix and binge watching and everything, um, it's it's kind of a nice little therapy to have where I can enjoy it. And, you know, that slow burn is very cathartic because they always give us enough the next week that you're satisfied from the week before, but you want more, which you just don't get really much anymore. Right. That's how it should be. That's like every great show should leave you wanting more. That's it, you know. And it's what, such a novel idea now. <laughs> I know. Well, that's you know Stephen King did this way back in the in the early '90s. You know, it said when he was a kid growing up, they had the serial novels where the novel would come out and they leave you at a cliffhanger, and then green, and when green he mile. wrote with well, Green Mile, that's it. Yeah, yeah when he wrote right. the Green yeah. Mile, he came, he released them serialized. You know, and I did and, not know that, and brought that back, which I thought was so cool. Mm-hmm. Now, of course. Christmas Carol was done that way. That's the way they used to do novels. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, and that's the thing is that he, he was like, I miss that. Now I was like eight when that happened. So I didn't read it that way. I read it like as it was in the, you know, once it was all put together, but like now we're, you know, if we can get back to some of that, I think that that's great. Like you want, well, you don't want the episode to end and you'd be like, okay good that was great right. no you want you want the episode to end and be like what's next like i need to know what's no, happening that's, next, right? that's also know? what comic books are like comic yeah, books right. are a serial storytelling where every issue not every issue but like most issues ended on a cliffhanger and right. had some pulled on the cover to get you in like that's the great thing like my friend patrick willems did a video essay a few years ago where he talked about um he was he's a even as a comic book fan he wasn't that excited by the mcu because it wasn't telling the whole stories it was just telling the big crossover events so if you right. read comics, you know that like the Infinity Gauntlet, major crossover, you know, Secret Wars, major crossover. But it means more if you can go and read the side stories of the individual characters and the titles. That's mm-hmm. why I'm excited about Disney Plus, because now yes. we're getting the side stories. We're right. getting a little shading. So you can have a character pop, like Ms. Marvel pop up in a big crossover movie. She doesn't have to do a lot because I already know her story. Right. You know, right. From another, from a, no, it's cool. It's show. really cool. So Disney Plus is almost like a comic book provider. Well, like did well, obviously it's video and everything, but now Marvel's got the money. Everybody wants to play in their playground. They got the resources. They can basically just be like, all right, you don't want to read? Fine. We'll just we'll give it to you in video format yeah. every week. It's just like like even when I was little, I would get, you know, comic books on a weekly basis, the serialized thing, just like you said. And now they're doing it back to back. Like, are we even gonna have a week between like WandaVision and uh, Falcon week and the between, Winter Soldier. I think they're doing like the making of WandaVision, right? In between yeah. on the 12th. Yeah. On the, thank yeah, 12th, thank right? God. <laughs> thank God. And yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be I, – I, I just don't think it will be this cryptic of a show. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate getting the kind no, of views that we're getting on Screen Crush. Not that it won't be great. We won't love it. But like I don't think we'll have those questions to answer. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. My God. Right. But it's, a lot it's of not, Thunderbolt stuff. Man, that's that's real. They're definitely setting up a Dark Avengers, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, Red Hulk kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. Yelena yeah. was on set, I think, the other day, or the actress. Oh, Florence Pugh, love her, love her. I think she was on the set a few days ago. Of uh, 
Oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Really? Yeah, Yelena Belova. She was like in the airport, cool. I think, going to Atlanta. Uh, and they were saying like that's obviously where they're shooting. And she's English or something. I don't even think she lives right. in the States. So people were saying that she's going to be shooting that. And obviously, I think Ross is supposed well, to be in it. So I think that's the big kind of thing they're trying to right. set up there. And I'm hoping for it. Gee, I hope that doesn't, uh, that it coming out before Black Widow doesn't throw that off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing about Black, like, I just, and this is just me personally. I just feel like they should have just dropped it. Like, just drop Black Widow. Oh my God, I'm putting it out Hawkeye. there. Correction, I'm Dude. thinking of Hawkeye. Oh, I'm thinking thinking of Hawkeye. Of Hawkeye. oh okay. Nope, yeah. In my head. Okay. I'm I glad thought I that was weird. That. I wasn't going to call yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like haven't yeah. they already finished filming? Hawkeye. But it doesn't matter. It's okay. a Disney. It's a Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Right. Right. I feel like that would be kind of towards the Thunderbolts. And that would be that would be after that would be after what's it called? Yeah. I really think Black Widow, um, they might push it back a month or two, but I think they'll do um, like they did with Mulan, the premium release. Yeah. I don't think they want to because I, I don't think they made a lot of money on that because uh, I think a lot of people just pirated it instead or, you know, yeah. new guy. I, I bought it. it. Like I, I bought it. I didn't even really right. care about seeing Mulan, but I just wanted to support mm-hmm. the movies. Yeah. So I'll, be, I'll be buying the new one that they're coming out, the Raya and the Last Dragon, or whatever the kids. That looks are great. Oh, to see yeah. that, so I'll yeah, be buying that. Be the Queens. Yep. Is, yep. Is that also going to be the premium? Same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't okay, know. Well, if, good. Maybe they will do that with Black Widow. Then. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. So I think they said. I think they said it's coming out in the theaters, and it's going to be available on Disney Plus for the premium rental. I believe is what they said. Right. So. Raya, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they could do then something something similar with Black Widow where they could release in the theaters and also put it on Disney Plus at the same time. Um, where you know, obviously it's two tough time. experiments though, because like Mulan, I feel like people weren't really excited about because they were they kind of advertised that they were taking away so many things that people like, like the music, yeah. Mushu, like everything that right. people go back to see. And then Raya, Her I personality. Like, Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that she was a person who didn't have superpowers that weren't explained. But then Rai, I feel like, is has a lot of potential, but I've not seen any real uh, advertisement for it. Right. So, you know, it's kind of two things where I'm not sure it's going to be a great, I guess, test for Disney to see how well is Black Widow going to sell. Because that's a billion-dollar franchise people are looking forward to, albeit that you put off for a couple of times, versus two movies that one wasn't advertised very well. Actually, neither was advertised very well, but one was just because we haven't really seen it. Like, you haven't really heard about Raya, mm-hmm. unless you're looking for it. So right. I, I just hope they get it out sooner than later. We've been waiting long well, enough. Well, without box office money, you're not getting box office advertisement. You're not getting the billboards, mm, the TV spots. I... When they put Soul out, that was just a Disney Plus release, right? That wasn't yes. a premium thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be pretty disappointing if Mulan, Raya, and Soul are all released on Disney. And they say, "Oh, it's okay to put those on Disney Plus, but not Black Widow," right? Just because you're talking yeah. about three major kids children's movies with non-white leads, right? But then, and it could also be that just hell, Scarlett Johansson might have a thing in her contract. That's true. Too. I think she it's does. Prohibiting this. Yeah. And that wouldn't surprise yeah. me because look, when and I don't blame her for this. When these guys sign up for their deals, a big part of it is the profit sharing. You know, right. that's how Nicholson made his money on Batman. And ever since then, everybody's gotten a piece of the pie. That's why Robert Downey Jr. was, you right. know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, so that could be a very real reason. But on the other hand, they've got their plan and their rollout. Maybe they just need to supplant that 
potential cash inflow with just an extra bonus for her or something. Right. Or and whoever else, the director, sense. whoever else has that's it, deal. Right. I'm, not sure. because, I'm not picking on ScarJo. You know? No, no, exactly. Uh, but Warner Brothers did. You have to do something because you got to get it out. You have to continue. Yeah. You have to continue because you're going to release the series. So if you're going to release a series at some point, that movie's going to fit in there somewhere, right? It's not yeah, just true. like a complete throwaway. So, right. but anyway, so we'll see. But, um, but anyways, I think, I think that's it, man. We covered so much. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, everyone should know where to find you, but before you leave, you know, let everyone know where, uh, where they can find you. You can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Ryan Airy or on the Screen Crush YouTube channel. Got WandaVision breakdowns every Friday and then like little follow-ups. Plus uh, a random video essay about Breaking Bad or Marvel movies or DC movies or Game of Thrones. We cover a lot of different stuff. Nice. Very I'm nice. I'm a proud subscriber myself. I watch religiously. Seriously. Absolutely. Highly, for years. Highly recommend. Thanks, man. Yep. No, it's a great, it's a great, it's great stuff. So thanks for coming on, Ryan. Really appreciate it. Maybe we'll, uh, We'll have you on maybe on uh, one of the uh, one of the other one of the other shows, you know, as we as we go down the line. So, yeah, let me know. I mean, I, I know nothing about football, so maybe it'd be hilarious to have me on that. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll have you on. We got a ton of draft content coming on. Maybe we'll have you on talking about draft, uh, talking about college prospects. Uh, you know? I'll just be playing with Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> just like make 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 Love the it. highest prospect you can know, you know about. Just make him out of Play-Doh. That's right. all we have. I can protect my bowl. That's it. There you go. See? I can hold my own on that game from the late '80s. Montana the Rice. That's all you need to know. Montana the Rice and Bo Jackson. That's it. You know. Bo Jackson so. was my guy. Oh yeah. 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 Plays the Raiders. Bo Jackson every time. That's right. Ask all me. right. Thank you so much, man. And uh, and we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you guys next week.